Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the 411 Ground and Pound MMA podcast. We are your weekly look into the wide, wacky, wonderful world of mixed martial arts. My name is Robert Winfrey, and I'm your host. As usual, thank you so very much for listening to the show. Thank you for any interaction you can do with the product. Like, comment, subscribe, share, any and all of that, star rating, written review, whatever your podcast platform of choice happens to be, any way that you can interact with the show is a good thing. So, thank you very, very much in advance for that. Now, it should be a short episode this week. UFC was off last week. Uh, not exactly sure why, but a rare week off. But we do have to preview the upcoming UFC on ESPN Plus 65, which is a card. And then we have some news. Uh, not not a whole lot. It's been kind of quiet on the MMA news front, at least. I mean, outside of the MMA sphere, there's been quite a bit. But I, I don't always do the best job of keeping my discussion of other things outside of this show, but I try very, very hard to keep this MMA or other combat sports focused. So uh, we're going to... I'm going to focus on that. That's what you're here for. You don't care about my thoughts on most other things, I imagine. So, that's that's kind of where we are. Again, fairly light news week. Things should be picking back up next week. But in the interim, let's get into this card. So, UFC on ESPN plus 65. In the main event, heavyweights. Alexander Volkov and Jarzinho Rosenstroik. Uh... Look, we got a couple of... This is not a great event. UFC 275 is the week after. Uh, We'll be previewing that next week. That's a pretty good card. But this is not a great fight night. And... uh, Fight night 208. UFC being plus 66 is not great. But we got a few things in between now and then, so... Uh, But Volkov and Rosenstroik... You can tell the UFC doesn't have a lot of faith in this because their big thing is, hey, between the two of them, they've got 33 knockouts. When they start selling you an entire fight based on, hey, a high percentage of finish, rather than these guys are very skilled, or this is a potential number one contenders fight, or a title fight, when it's just, hey, good finishing rate, you you know. You know. Uh... Rosenstroik, boy, has not been... He's been on a weird run. Like, he had a nice little run to start his UFC career. Ran into Francis Ngannou fairly early. Rebounded by beating Junior Dos Santos. Lost to Cyril Gaon. Beat Augusto Sakai. Most recently lost to Curtis Blades. So he's... He's kind of bouncing around as far as where he can... I mean... That, when he beat Alistair over him, he lo- he was losing that fight handily. Uh, I think I had him down all... I think I had Rose... Uh, I, had, I think I had over him either winning all four or three of the previous four rounds, and I think he was winning the fifth. And then kind of a last second... I won't say fluke win. That's, that's a disservice to what happened, but... It was a Hail Mary. It was a Hail Mary attack. Uh, so... Volkov represents he represents a level of opponent that Rosenstrike has not consistently beaten. 
Because, I mean, you've got Nganu and Gone uh, as his two of his losses, and champion and maybe the second or third best heavyweight in the world. And you got Blades, who's a got a very specific attacking style and has proven to be a very uh, resilient heavyweight. So Volkov's a slightly different level. He's not top, you know, five in the world. But I don't think he's as far down the totem pole as, you know, Augusto Sakai, necessarily. Uh, Volkov himself was last seen losing to Tom Aspinall. Beat Marcin Tabor before that. Lost to Cyril Gaon. Had beaten Overeem and Harris prior to that. Yeah. So, this is one of the... This might seem weird, but this is a very kind of crossroadsy fight for Rosenstrike. If he can't beat Volkov... That tells us a lot about his current position and what his ceiling might be. I'm going to lean towards Volkov here as far as picks go. Volkov's a very big guy. He fights well long. Rosenstrike is a very good technical kickboxer, but uh, anybody who can kind of fight with him in that area, he struggles with. He's not got the best chin in the world. It's not bad, but it's not the best. And... Yeah, maybe I'm still a little bit um, caught up in a bit of you know, who Volkov used to be, but I'm not going to be surprised either way. You know, this is heavyweight. Both guys are talent are pretty good strikers. Both guys have plenty of power. But I think Volkov has consistently been at a higher level than Rosenstrike, so I'm just going to have to see how that one plays out uh, and just kind of hope it doesn't go long because it might. Get a very tentative fight out of both guys. If Rosenstrike decides to fight the way he's fought his last couple of fights, again, that kind of very tentative approach, Volkov will just be happy to outwork him from the outside and win a decision. And I don't blame him for that one bit. Uh, featherweights. Not a bad fight. Dan Ige and Movsar Avoyev. Uh, I've been pretty high on Avoyev for a while. Uh, I... I when he made his way to the UFC, when he beat Sung Woo Choi, I went back and I watched a few of his other fights from, like, M1. His fight with Sergei Morozov is pretty darn good, actually. Uh, so I, I'm a pretty big believer in him, and he's not got a finish yet in the UFC. Uh, one split decision fight that with Nick Lentz, uh, which I thought he won. But he could... He's very good... But he could use some few more emphatic performances. Uh, and Dan Ige represents a fair, a very stiff level of opposition. You know, Ige's not in the best spot. He's 1-3 in his last four. But those losses are to Calvin Cater, Chan Sung Jung, and Josh Emmett. So, you know, guys who occupy a space near the top of the division. And the, the zombie fight was a five-rounder that was very competitive. Uh, he he kind of needs a win. And this is a big step up for Avloyev. I mean, his best win. I'm not. I'm not knocking his who he's beaten so far, but it's been Sungwoo Choi, Enrique Barzola, Mike Grundy, Nick Lentz, and Akeem Dawadu. Now, beating those guys is not the easiest thing in the world, but none of them are all that close to what Dan Ige offers. So this is a tough one for Avloyev. This is a real acid test for him. If this were five rounds, I would. If this were five rounds, I would probably lean towards Ige. 
only over three. I think I am going to lean towards Evloyev, but this is a really close fight. Uh, this is a this is a quality fight right here. It really is. That's a good fight. Uh, very much looking forward to that one. Also at featherweight, Michael Trezano and Lucas Almeida. This is where things start to drop off. Um, God, I don't know. Trezano, he won some stupid season of the Ultimate Fighter by split decision. Won a split decision over Luis Pena, then got beat up by Grant Dawson. He beat Ludovic Klein, and then he lost a clear decision to Kim Dawadu. Been real up and down. Uh, Almeida. Don't think this is his UFC debut, but I might be wrong about that. Uh, he is 13 and one. It's a good record. Uh, it is his UFC debut. All oh, right, right, right. He had that contender series fight. I think that's where I saw him. Back when I was watching that on occasion. Uh, I haven't watched the Contender Series in a while. The... For a, a number of reasons. It's good fights, and if you're a if you're a big fight junkie, uh, there's nothing wrong with them, but... Uh, I, I just kind of checked out of that. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Almeida, I think. Um, but who knows? Trezano is still young enough and is still developing enough that he could make some pretty big strides. He's also fairly pedestrian. Uh, whereas Almeida, I mean, 13-1 and one is solid. Now, not all of those are the best opponents in the world. But I'm going to go with Almeida here. I've not been overly impressed with Trezano. Uh, women's flyweight, Poliana Botelho and Karine Silva. Um, Botelho... She had that tough fight with Luana Carolina her last time. Uh, can't remember who I scored that for. But she's 3-3 three and three in the UFC overall and on a two-fight losing streak. She needs a win. Uh, I believe this is Silva's UFC debut. Yeah, she is 14-4. and four. I think I'm going to go with Silva, actually. She's a very good grappler, uh, based on her record. Yeah, I'm going to go with Silva. Uh, light heavyweight, because, of course, Alonzo Menafield and Askar Morozov. Bozorov, excuse me. Mozorov? He is from Ukraine. Uh, this is his UFC debut. You might have seen him in some bare-knuckle boxing events. I don't think he was in... I don't think he was in BKB, but he's fought a few other ones, so if you happen to follow that. Uh, yeah, this is his UFC debut. Uh, he's got a pretty good record, 25-7, and seven, so he's been around the block. He's only 27 years old. Boy, he has been busy. He had a real busy 2018. He had a real busy 2017. Dang, this guy just... Dude paying his bills, man. <laughs> um, Menafield... Menafield has power, man. 
Been real up and down in the UFC, though. Very up and down. Coming off a loss to William Knight. I'm going to pick Mozarov here, but that's speculative on my end. Uh, Manafield's a smarter choice, I think. And kicking off the main card uh, at strawweight, Felice Herrig and Karolina Kovalkiewicz. Meh. Herrig's been out of action for a while. Yeah, she fought it. She last fought in 2020 when she lost to Virna Jandiroba. She was out for two years before that. And she lost two fights in 2018. Didn't fight again until the end of until the latter half latter half of 2020 and hasn't fought since. Uh, with that kind of a layoff, I mean, Kovalkiewicz hasn't exactly been turning and burning. Uh, and she's on a bad streak. She's lost five in a row. I mean, you look at some of the opposition and uh, you kind of have to go, okay. Like, she got knocked out by Jessica Andrade, fine. She lost to Michelle Waterson, okay. Alexa Grosso, Jan Shaunan, Jessica Penne. The Penne one hurts. Like, that was Penne coming back after a pretty significant layoff herself. Uh, I'm going to pick Kovalkiewicz here, but this is this might be her last shot. I mean, she's 12-7 and seven and has lost, like I said, four, five in a row. So she's this this is kind of winter go home for her. That's your main card. As for the prelims, uh, lightweight Alex da Silva and Joe Selecki. Uh, da Silva's been a bit. He's one and two in the UFC. Lost to Alexander Yakovlev and Brad Riddell. And uh, no shame in either of those. Selecki just had his first UFC loss when he dropped a split decision to Jared Gordon. Uh, go with Selecki here. Featherweight, Damon Jackson and Daniel uh, Argueta. Where is this gentleman from? United States. I'll go with Argueta, but I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. Uh, pick Jackson here. Uh, that's That's got some potential, though. Those two are some, both some funky grapplers. The flyweight, Zarak Adeshev and Ode Osborne. Uh, Osborne looked pretty good when he beat CJ Vergara in his last fight out. Been up and down in the UFC, though. Lost to Brian Kelleher and Manel Kopp. Uh, Adeshev. Coming off his first UFC win. Uh, I'll go with Adeshev, but not... I don't feel good about... Like, that. That's not a pick I'm confident in. Lightweight, Benoit Saint-Denis and Nicholas Stoltz. Whoa. Uh, is he going by Benoit or Benoit? I forget. He's fought in the UFC before. He lost to Elizabeth Zaleski dos Santos. Uh, I believe he pronounces it... He's from France, but I believe he pronounces it Saint-Denis. Uh, though if he goes Saint-Denis, I wouldn't be shocked either. Like People are weird when they choose pronunciations like that. Stoltz is 0-2 in the UFC. Probably go with Stoltz. 
but eh, kind of you got to kind of shrug at that one. Uh, let's see, bantamweight Tony Gravely and Johnny Munoz Jr. Probably Gravely. Yeah, Gravely. Uh, sorry, that was bantamweight. Excuse me. Uh, flyweight Zalgas Zumagulov and Jeff Molina. That's not terrible. Uh, Zumagulov has had a bit of a rough go at it in the UFC. Uh, got a good win over Jerome Rivera, but he followed that up by losing to Manel Kopp. Whereas Molina... Didn't fall through, did it? Don't think it fell through. There it is. Uh, Molina's uh, 2-0 and in the UFC. He's on a pretty good winning streak. Won what? Nine in a row? Yeah, nine in a row. Yeah, I'll go with Molina there. Let's see. We have I, I, I sobbed briefly about this last week. Andreas Mihalidis and Renat uh, Fakrandintov. I know I'm mispronouncing the Russian gentleman's name there. I apologize. I, I'll need to wait until I hear it. Uh, because I have to spell one of these out when I when I copy this, so uh, I can I can control C and control V one name, the other I have to spell out. So figure out which one is easier to type for me, I guess. Um, Mikhailidis is been a bit up and down in the UFC. Uh, had a good first round against Alex Pereira, but then didn't understand the Cardinal. Look, if you're if you're in an MMA fight with a guy who's a kickbox, especially a high-level one, but his takedown defense isn't that good, he's going to throw the flying knee at you. It's what they do because they're still figuring out some of the grappling. And if they throw the flying knee, it can disrupt you. you got to watch out for it. And if you do, they're just helping you take them down. If you don't, you get stopped. And he got stopped. Whereas... Uh, uh, Fakhrenditov, who again, I, I, I apologize. I'm just going to call you Renat until I hear how to pronounce his name. Uh, 20 and 2 overall. Record, he's on a nice winning streak. Jeez. How long is that winning streak? Hang on. It's double digits, I think. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. Yeah, 14 fights in a row. Um, a couple of names you might recognize. He beat Eric Spicely in his last fight, who fought in the UFC a bit. Um, Ravshan Akhmedov. That was back in 2000. This guy's been fighting for a while, actually. Jeez, he debuted in 2013. Yeah, so he's been doing this for a bit. What's his big break? He had a couple of fights in 16. Only one in 17, one in eight, uh, two in eight, uh, three in 18. Uh, didn't fight at all in 2020. I'm going to go with Renat, but it might be a 
Uh, Mihalidis is not an... He's... Uh, he's not the toughest fight in the UFC, not by any stretch of the imagination, but he's not a soft... He's not... He's not a terribly soft touch either. I mean, so th this will be a good introduction for Renat to see if he's uh, really ready for this level. And kicking everything off, Aaron Blanchfield will fight J.J. Aldrich. Pretty easy pick for Aldrich. You know, um, look, Blanchfield's on a good run. He's won, what, five in a row? Two of those in the UFC. So Blanchfield's no one to, you know, dismiss. But Aldrich is someone who is, she's able to consistently win. Uh, she struggles to really make headway up through the ranks, but she's not easy to beat. So I'm going to pick Aldrich there, but uh, this is another kind of measurement test for Blanchfield. Because her wins in the UFC thus far are Sarah Alpar and Miranda Maverick. Now the Maverick win was good. Uh, but Aldrich has been with the UFC for a while and has a very has a very successful UFC record. So this is another kind of measuring step for Blanchfield to see where she is right now. And I think Aldrich might be a bit too much for her at this juncture. Uh, we'll find out. But you know, Le uh, Aldrich is usually a pretty safe pick most of the time, and I think she is here. All right, that's the event. I will have coverage this Saturday in the MMA Zone of 411mania.com, so please do stop by, say hello. I always appreciate it. I told you it's going to be a short show. All right, the news is pretty sparse. Uh, UFC on ESPN Plus 66, which is a card I talked a little bit about in the past, because uh, it was one that like didn't have a proper date or whatnot. Um, it's Fight Night 208. It is scheduled to take place June 25th. They've announced it. It's going to be at the Apex. Um, and apparently the main event is going to be the lightweight fight on the card between Armin Saryukian and Mateus Gamrot. That's not the fight I would have chosen. I think I've said this before. I'd, if I had to pick from the list that was provided, what's the main event, I would have gone Neil Magny and Shavkat Rachmanov. Now, given that they came up with this fairly late into the process about what's the main event, they're... That, that's a consideration. If these guys all sound, signed, you know, three-round bout agreements and the UFC's now, hey, somebody gets to be, fight for five rounds, and you go and you decide, you know, I need more time to prepare for that or whatever, that's, that's not unreasonable. Uh, so I, if that might be a consideration. They offered it to a few other fights on this card, and they kind of went, not at this point. Uh, that said, I mean, Soryukin and Gamrot's a very, very good fight. I'm not complaining about it. It just wouldn't have been my choice. Um, I've said this before. That card has some... If you're a hardcore fan, that's got some stuff for you. Uh, if you're less hardcore, not so much. So, that, again, that has taken shape. And as a more hardcore fan, I'm... Uh, I'm kind of cautiously looking forward to that one. All right. Uh, what else do we have in the news? Uh, oh, okay. Sure, let's talk about this briefly. Uh, Nick Diaz says that he wants to fight Kamaru Usman. Yeah. I'm sure you do, buddy. I'm sure you do. Usman has plenty of contenders, but... It, the UFC is not terribly inclined to do Nick Diaz any favors at the moment, so... 
I doubt anything comes of this, but Nick Diaz has started making some noise. We still don't know what's up with Nate. Uh, yeah, that's all kind of a mess. Um, but yeah, Nick Diaz versus Kamaru Usman would just be... That almost shouldn't be sanctioned. It's that kind of a fight. Uh, oh, I suppose I can talk briefly. Uh, last yesterday, uh, in the boxing world, Gervonta Davis knocked out Rolly Romero in the sixth round of their fight. Uh, interesting little, you know, Rolly fought a very different fight than a lot of us expected him to, and I think he showed a bit more potential than a, most people were willing to give him credit for. I think I only gave him two rounds of the five. I gave him the second. Um, the other round that you could have argued was the fourth. That The rounds he won were a bit more about Gervonta Davis. And, uh, it's more about what Davis did or didn't do than what Roley did, if that makes any sense. Um, nice knockout from Davis in the sixth. Really nice left hand that Romero just uh, kind of walked into. Uh, yeah, I mean, not the best fight in the world, but not a bad one. So, for those who care about boxing, just a little bit there. Um, that's all I've got. Like I said, it's been a slow week, guys. Uh, so let me check Twitter for anything breaking MMA related, and if there's nothing there, we will do plugs and get out of here. Nope, doesn't look like anything MMA-related is breaking as I'm recording, so let's go ahead and get into plugs. Last week... What did I do last week? Last week was pretty quiet, actually. Uh, yeah, I just did the normal stuff. What about this week? Okay, this week, the usual spate of coverage, that is professional wrestling a few nights a week, AEW's Dark Elevation on Friday, on Monday, MLW stuff on Thursday, WWE SmackDown on Friday... Uh, and this week on the podcast front, I know Top Gun Maverick is coming out. We're actually having to wait a week to review that because of some scheduling issues. However, on Thursday, there will be a TV party uh, with myself, Mark Radulich, and Jesse Starcher. We will be talking about the latest David Simon project, and if you know Mark, you know why. Uh, we Own This City, starring John Bernthal. Uh, I believe the last episode is scheduled to air... Did yesterday or very soon as I record? I forget this, but it will all be out by the time we review it. So the three of us are going to sit around and review that. Uh, should be a good time. I'm enjoying the series thus far. It's not perfect, but, uh, you know, listen to the show for the good, the bad, and the otherwise. So that will be on Thursday. And then Saturday, of course, UFC and ESPN Plus 65. Next week, we will be back here. We will review UFC on ESPN Plus 65. We will preview UFC 275. It's two title fights. Uh, so please be back for that. I hope you will be. Until then, I thank you as always for listening. Stay safe out there and continue to be well, be safe, and behave. <laughs>